Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today, once again, we're sticking with On the Shortness of Life by Seneca. And this is right on the next page. So I, I feel like with this book, we're going to be able to really get at least a couple ideas from each page. So hopefully this will be a, this will be a good book to go through together. Um, so yeah, here's the quote for today. If by chance they achieve some tranquility, just as a swell remains in the deep sea, even after the wind has dropped, so they go on tossing about and never find rest from their desires. So I want to share a couple other ideas directly from Seneca, but I want to start with this one today. Literally right on page three, we talked about page two yesterday. And for me, this really calls to mind the following question, right? Like, how do you protect your peace? Because what he's saying here is like, if by chance they achieve some tranquility or peace. So the idea here is like, we don't even schedule that in, right? If by chance to me implies like, it's not something that we can reliably make for ourselves unless we really turn our attention to it, which is sort of what he gets into for the rest of the page. At the end of this page, he says, but you never deign to look at yourself or listen to yourself. And I would replace the word deign with the word design, right? We've talked about Epictetus a lot. He says that you need a spiritual program. We talked yesterday, I think, and we're going to do this a lot with the Stoics, drawing these connections between the mind, the body, and the soul, because I think it's, you know, something they did a lot in the ancient world. One analogy that was used a lot was like wrestling and boxing, especially when you read Marcus Aurelius. So I like that idea a lot with this, right? It's like you want to get in shape, you need a program, as we said yesterday, right? So similarly, we need to design and at least I would say turn an examining eye to how our lives are designed for things like protecting our peace, right? Because if we don't do that, then we're really just, as this first line is saying, right, we're just really leaving it up to chance. And then, you know, without some type of programmatic approach to crafting peace in our daily lives through our habits of thinking, acting, and feeling, right, and even I would say our habits of consumption, right, we're just leaving all that up to chance. And tranquility is super important, right? That was one of like the main sort of, let's say, internal virtues for the Stoics, that you have inner peace. When Epictetus is working with his students, when Seneca is writing letters to his students, when Marcus is writing to himself, they're really striving for a lot of different things, right? The four Stoic virtues, of course, wisdom, justice, balance slash discipline, and courage, right, are really important. Some of those are ethical, some of those are moral or internal and external. And another one definitely was this idea of inner peace, Right. And inner freedom, we might also say, was another one. And that's really what Seneca goes on to talk about here. He's like, if you don't have a program for your inner peace, you're really creating a life where you're allowing life to throw stuff at you. You're unprepared for it. And you're not resilient in the first place because instead of being at peace, you're constantly being pushed and pulled by desires. You're constantly being influenced by the opinions of others. And that's what he goes on to discuss on page four. And I already talked about this in a recent episode where he's saying, like, you know, people don't allow anyone to take their land, but, right, they allow themselves to be influenced by other people. They allow other people to, you know, influence them such that they squander their time and we're wasteful of the one thing that we have a right to be, as he says, stingy about. So we allow people to kind of rent space in our minds. We allow people to negatively impact the way we spend our day. And that's not, again, just in our actions or organization of time, but it's in our organization of our thoughts and our feelings, which is the way we experience time. 
right? And he tells the reader, call to mind when you have ever had a fixed purpose, how few days have passed as you had planned, when you were ever at your own disposal, when your face wore its natural expression, when your mind was undisturbed, right? So here he's saying, again, make time for yourself in the spiritual philosophical sense. Make time on a daily basis to say, what's going to bring me peace today? How can I include this in my day as deliberately as possible? Right? And he says, we're unaware of our losses. We allow people to influence us. We don't even take account of it. How much of our time we've lost through groundless sorrow, foolish joy, greedy desire, the seduction of society, how little of your own life was left to you. And he's asking us again to call, to make time for ourselves, to cultivate that resilience. And I would say to create some type of order, like some type of habit where we can make sure we're at least trying to care for our inner peace. Right? And I think these few ideas are really important for leading a daily life, especially in our modern world, right? I'm never, I need to stop being so amazed by this, right? Because I've done this for years now where it's like, whoa, the ancient philosophies we study really apply to our daily lives today. Yes, of course they do, right? I've been thinking about this, like there's certain things that are just eternal. There are skills that are eternal skills. Unfortunately, we started to call a lot of them soft skills, which doesn't make any sense, right? Because these are the skills that are, the most necessary for leading a fulfilling life, not just a life where we're able to, let's say, create things and earn an income, which obviously those things are also very important, right? Um, but in the midst of the great resignation, you know, millions of people leaving their jobs, a lot of that is, in my opinion, because we don't talk about the eternal skills of like, how do we create a day, a daily life even, where we know how to prioritize our inner peace, how can we then create institutions, organizations, and corporations that take this seriously? Everyone's leaving their job. And a large part of that seems to be because of a lack of meaning, a lack of connectedness. Well, Seneca is saying, let's work on skills where we connect with ourselves. Right? And he literally says on page four, which is, I love this part too, right? He's basically like, you've always wanted someone else's company, but that's because you cannot bear your own company. And we're never by ourselves now because we always have our phones. Not healthy. We have to learn how to be by ourselves or in, to use, you know, in his words, to use Seneca's words, right? To bear our own company. And that's going to help us be with other people too. Right? So he's saying, aren't you ashamed to keep for yourself just the remnants of your life? Because we're never by ourselves anymore. He's saying we have to open ourselves up to this. We have to create time, once again, every day to listen to ourselves, to tend to what might be bothering us, to tend to our greater sense of purpose, an idea we talked about yesterday, right? To fix a purpose within your soul requires that you talk to yourself about it. I had a great conversation last night. I was teaching my night class last night, and we sort of talked about the corporate classroom, right? And one aspect of that was how we are basically educating people just to get a job. And we're not even talking about how we should be at the job. We're not even talking about how we should be in this moment. It's all goal-oriented. It's all future-oriented. And nothing ever really gets fixed, right, in our souls, in our minds, because we never really address ourselves at the moment or in the moment. And we never address 
the way we want to be in this spiritual sense. We don't have conversations about meaning, fulfillment, what we're good at, what we think the world needs. These are conversations that are actually ones that we have to have only with ourselves. Of course, we might be influenced by others, but ultimately the only way to have these conversations authentically is to ask ourselves. Because society, as he's saying too earlier, right, like the seductions of society say, you're going to go to school, get a job, and you're going to be fulfilled. No, you're not unless you cultivate the capacity to engage with what is fulfilling and what is not fulfilling and then work with yourself to figure that out. Because that's going to be what's fulfilling for you. That's going to be different for everybody. That only happens with a little bit of silence, with a little bit of solitude. And those are good things. Those are beautiful things. But we need to have practices, habits that embody that idea. So we're not, as Seneca is saying here, just constantly pushed and pulled by the goals of society or the opinions of others. This is a great argument for like, why bother with philosophy? You want peace in life? You want inner peace? You have to spend time with yourself. And yet most of our days are spent answering emails, responding to other people. Then even the moments we might have by ourselves, in quotes, we're thinking about other people's opinions. The Stoics thousands of years ago were looking around ancient Greece, ancient Rome, like, wow, these people really care too much about what other people think. Nothing has changed. It's just gotten more intense because we're constantly connected. So a book like this on the shortness of life, definitely recommending it. Yeah, I've read this before, but I'm returning to it now. I'm like really having to stop myself from being so surprised, as I said, but it's really applicable. Right? We devote our days for Seneca to things that aren't really serving us. And we act like we could just make up for it. And, you know, as the name implies in the shortness of life, well, a part of the Stoic Memento Mori is like, wait a minute, make sure you're not making the least important things the most important with the way you think, feel, and act on a regular basis. Make sure you're not focusing on what you cannot control instead of what you can control. Make sure you're not doing things that are damaging to your inner peace. And make sure you're not avoiding this important conversation of today, which is like, the responsibility, the obligation, and I would say like, you know, the gift that we can try and we can do new things to prioritize our inner peace. If we learn that life is short, only if we don't use it well. And I even think there's a real practical aspect of that too. It's like life, like, you know, the days in our lives feel short if we're getting up too late and we feel like we have to cram everything into one day. Right? Whereas if we deliberately say, let me, something as simple as getting up a little bit early. Right? Marcus Aurelius talks about the power of getting up early. It's, you know, it comes up a lot in meditations, comes up a lot in Stoicism in general. Right? If you get up a little bit earlier, it's not like this sort of like, you know, because this annoys me a little bit. Although some of it's good, right? That kind of personal development, get up early. Yeah, well, okay, let's relax. All right? You get up early so you make time for what's important. So you don't feel like your whole day is just rushing and you're constantly nervous all day. You might even stay up a little bit later, right, to do some of this work, to do some of this reflection, some of this thinking, to read a little bit, to learn a little bit of something, right? Because those things are fulfilling and then you go to sleep and you're actually able to fall asleep because you've done something that you know has been actually, you know, satiating. Something that's actually, you know, and I mean in the spiritual sense, right, something that actually was productive for you in this regard, something for your peace, Whereas, again, if we don't prioritize any of this and we're constantly being pushed and pulled, of course we'll feel like we don't have enough time because everyone has a soul. And if we don't tend to it, right, if we don't tend to this idea, again, 
of this inner peace and our own actions deliberately, right, we run a serious risk of just never feeling fulfilled. So I'm enjoying this book so far. It's raising some important questions and points for me. I hope this little reading and interpreting today was helpful. Thank you for listening. Check out the Instagram too. So I'm trying to like do one episode and then an Instagram post about each of them. Um, so once again, the Instagram is philosophy as therapy underscore NY. Maybe that's, that'll be helpful too. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon.